It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, Would you be mine? Would you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please, won't you be my neighbor? Hi, neighbor. I'm glad we're together again. Well, I'm glad we are together today. Today is very special as we get to talk about what it looks like to be a good neighbor. You know, last week we talked about how being a neighbor includes where people that live near you, in your neighborhood, or maybe people that you see on a regular basis, or even people that are in need of some help, and you see them. And so, boys and girls, do you know who I'm pre- uh, pretending to be today? Yeah? Yeah, Daniel Tiger Guy. Yes? All right, Mr. Rogers. Now, I know a lot of the older people know who Mr. Rogers is, but Mr. Rogers was, was a man that had a TV show for children. And his TV show, he focused on that each person would feel valued and loved. And so today, as we look at what it means to be an intentional neighbor, how to be intentional, we're going to just look at what Mr. Rogers believed in. So let's look at picture, picture for a moment. Won't you be my neighbor? It's an invitation to help somebody know that they're loved and capable of loving. Love is at the root of everything. Love or the lack of it. Fred's work was love your neighbor and love yourself. It was a communication right into their hearts. Children have very deep feelings, just the way everybody does. There must be times when you do feel blue. I'm not feeling blue right now, though. Me neither. (laughs) Thank you for whatever you do to bring joy and hope, light and love to our world today. Please won't you be my neighbor. Well, boys and girls, I hope that we can all be showing love to our neighbors. But right now is a good time for you, you kids to go on and have, a, have children's church downstairs. So you guys can walk quietly to the back and go downstairs for children's church. So last week, 
we started a sermon series about neighboring. And we are talking about like a good neighbor. Today we're going to be looking at what it looks like to be an intentional neighbor. But last week we had said that loving our neighbors is about being prayerfully present with people. Being prayerfully present. Uh, so the, kind of we looked at how we can be in any situation where we see people in need, of, in need of an opportunity to be blessed, how we can be prayerfully present with them. And we looked at the Good Samaritan, the, the parable that Jesus talked about, how the person who sh- showed mercy was the one who was being a good neighbor. And so our main idea last week was about being prayerfully present and really about Instead of asking the question, who is my neighbor, we're kind of thinking more of the question is, how am I showing love to the people that are in my path? Whoever God has put in our path, whether they're there on a, on a regular basis, we see them in different uh, schooling or work or social activities, who are those people that we can be loving? Who are those people that live near us that we can be loving? And who are those people that just randomly are in need of mercy? that we can show the love of Jesus to. So we can ask ourselves, am I being a good neighbor to those who God has given me the opportunity to love? And today we're going to be looking at what Peter said in in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4. And our main idea today is that it's hard to accidentally love our neighbors. So let's be intentional. I mean... We're going we're gonna to unpack this a little bit, but do we, do we accidentally show love to people very often? Probably not. So it's, it takes intention to show love to our neighbors. And not just our next door neighbors, but those neighbors that we were talking about. People that we can be prayerfully present with. So since it's hard to accidentally show love, let's, you have to be intentional to do it. So we're going to be looking at that today. So I encourage you to open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 4. <clears throat> so in, in 1 Peter is a, is a letter written by the Apostle Peter. And he's writing to the different Christian churches. And the, the first part of, of chapter 4, he's talking about Christian living, how to live for God. And so we're going to read here, starting in verse 7 of 1 Peter chapter 4. Peter says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. We're going to stop there for for a moment and just look at these two verses. So first of all, Peter is saying that the end is near. Now, we don't know when the end is, but we need to be ready for the end. We need to be ready for when Jesus returns. And so the, the end is near. And so what, what's the most important that we need, thing that we need to be thinking about? Loving God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength, and loving our neighbors as ourselves. We need to be thinking about how we can show the love of Jesus to people. And, and being, he says being prayerful. We need to be looking for opportunities that we can be, like I said last week, prayerfully present with people. How can we... Be not just praying for somebody, but maybe sometimes praying with people. How can we do that? And showing the, the love of Jesus to people. 
Because it says that love covers over a multitude of sins. You know, our first point today is being an intentional neighbor means that we are going to be praying for opportunities to love our neighbors. So we're going to pray for opportunities to love our neighbors. It's, it's not an accident, so let's be intentional, right? So it starts with prayer. How are we praying for those opportunities so that when we, are, when we have those opportunities, we are more ready, right? If we've been praying for our neighbors, we've been praying for people in our life, people that live near us or, or people in our path, whatever the case is, we're praying for those people, we're praying for opportunities, and then all of a sudden there is an opportunity. And when there is that opportunity, we're more ready because we've been praying for opportunities. And then we can show the love of Jesus to our neighbors. You know, today's Mother's Day, and, and I think as we, or happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, uh, first of all, but as I think about mothers and this uh, pray for opportunities to love your neighbor, I think about different godly mothers that I know, including my own and my, my mother-in-law, my, my wife, many of you, Godly mothers. Godly mothers do this. They pray for opportunities to love their children, to love their family, to love their next-door neighbors. They look for ways that they can show the love of Jesus. And it doesn't just mean having a conversation, or it doesn't just mean having a cup of coffee with someone. It, it means doing a lot of labor of love, showing Showing love to people by making sure things are clean and there's laundry done and, there's, and the house is in a wreck all the time. But not just work, but doing it out of love and doing it in a way that's showing the love of Jesus to her family. And, and, and also not just work, but also looking for opportunities to speak truth into kids' lives. Speaking truth, God's truth, and looking for those opportunities. But those usually start because we're praying and having a, a heart that's ready to, to, to bless and to love. And so as we, as we think about that today, first of all, I want to echo what Rich said. Please make sure you say Happy Mother's Day, not just to your own mom if she's still around, but also to other mothers that you know that are doing this. They are praying for godly opportunities. They're praying for opportunities to raise their children, to raise other children, and they are, maybe they don't even have children of their own, or maybe they've lost children. Whatever the case is, let's be thanking them for the role that they play in the lives of the next generations. So, if, we, if you have opportunity to bless someone, sometimes it's hard to do it. It's sometimes hard to take it. But that's why Peter is saying, first, let's be praying. Let's be sober, alert. Let's be ready, and let's be praying for those opportunities to show love. Because he says that love covers a multitude of sins. Because love, even when people are mad at you, when you show love to people, it's, it lessens their level of, of being mad, right? But when you are showing love, it, it shows that, you, that you're looking past whatever the problems are. And so, are we loving people? Are we praying for people? You know, maybe, maybe you, you see this point and you think, how, how do I have time to have my own time with Jesus and, and, and read my Bible and, 
and raise kids or do this or that, go to work and all these things, how do I have time to pray for my neighbors? How do I have time to do this? Well, maybe it's a simple thing to do is whenever God brings someone to your mind, someone comes to your mind, just take, take a moment and pray for them. Right then. Then you don't have to think, oh, did I pray for them later? No, just, just pray a blessing. Maybe when you're driving past someone that you know or, the, or your neighbor's house, just be praying for them as, as you drive in and out of your driveway, your, your road, and you see someone's house. Just pray blessings over them. Pray for opportunities that you can show the love of Jesus to your neighbors. So whatever, whenever God brings someone to your mind, we can pray for them. You know, a great opportunity is we have something called VBS coming up. And VBS is a great way that we can have a whole bunch of kids in this building and teaching them about Jesus. So we have opportunities right now until, until VBS is starting to let people know that they can bring their kids. So if you know anybody that has kids that are ages 4 to 8th grade, they can come, right? And so let's be praying for opportunities to then invite people to, to VBS. Maybe, maybe your neighbor doesn't have kids, but they have grandkids. And maybe they would like to have an excuse to come visit grandma for a week. Let's, I know some of you guys do that. <laughs> but let's look for opportunities where we can engage and talk to people and show love to them and, and give opportunity to bless them and love our neighbor. Well, Peter continues in, in uh, 1 Peter 4. So after we've talked about praying for opportunities to love our neighbor, then it, in verse 9 he says this. It's a really short verse, but it says, he says, Offer hospitality to one another. That's it, right? I, that, that, right? That's what we kind of want to do. Offer hospitality to each other. Let's not read the next part. No, the next part says, without grumbling. Okay? Offer hospitality without grumbling. Now, it's a very short verse, but there's a lot to that, isn't there? Is it easy to go talk to somebody and offer them something? If you're an, if you're an introvert, the answer is no. <laughs> if you're an extrovert, the answer is maybe. <laughs> right? It's Offering hospitality to people is not necessarily easy. Now, some people are really good at that, and I've seen that from a lot of people here. Really good at offering hospitality. Peter says to offer hospitality without grumbling. He, you know, this, this Greek word where, where it's, we translate into English, hospitality, is actually two Greek words together. And, and the first word means love. So, and, the, and the second word means stranger. And so these two words coming together, he's saying offer the love of a stranger to one another. So he's not necessarily saying offer hospitality where we just know everybody already. He's saying the people that you don't know, the people that maybe you just know their names or not much about them, he's saying offer hospitality to them. The stranger, the love of stranger. That's who we're supposed to be offering hospitality to. Now, it doesn't mean don't offer hospitality to other people that you know well, but that's the, kind of the, the basis of that word, is the love of stranger. So how are we showing the love of, the, how are we showing love to strangers? 
Well, our second point is just that, that we are to offer hospitality to our neighbor. But when, when you write the word hospitality, and when you think about that word hospitality, I don't want you to think of the normal way you think about hospitality. I want you to think about the love of a stranger. Because that's, that's, that's what it says. Look it up in the Greek if you don't believe me. But it's those two words together. And, and this is the same way that we get this, the word hospital. You know, think about what a hospital is. A hospital, in the very basic form, is showing love and care to people that we don't know, right? A hospital is a place where people go, hopefully, to be cared for and, and get better, right? And, and the, the Christians, the early church was the ones that started hospitals. Do you guys know that? The Christians started hospitals, because they were showing love to the stranger. Because as Christians, we don't care who people are. We, I mean, we do care who people are, but we, we care more than who they are. We want to know that they are valued, that they are loved, that they are made in the image of God. They have a, God has a plan and purpose for them and, and that we can love them. It doesn't matter how much we know them or not. So even if they're a stranger, let's not... Keep them strangers. Let's get to know them. Let's offer hospitality to our neighbors. You know, when Jesus told this parable of the Good Samaritan we talked about last week, that was on full display, wasn't it? This, this man was, was beaten in the road. He was laying there for dead. And it wasn't just that the unlikely hero, the Samaritan, came and helped him. But he, he stopped everything he did. And he saw a stranger that needed help. And he showed love to that, that stranger. He showed hospitality. You know, another example. Actually, and then when, when Jesus finished that story, he said that he told, he told the people that were listening, he said, go and do likewise. Go show hospitality just like that, the one that needed mercy. Another example I can think of, we, recently we watched a movie on a movie night called Sabina. And this movie, if you haven't seen it, please watch it. Uh, it's, it's a movie where it takes place in the World War II era in, in uh, Poland. And I'm not going to give away all the movie, but essentially when Sabina and Richard, move in, her husband, they move into a new area, even though people wanted to hate them, they would come over with pies, knock on someone's door, and say, hey, we just want to get to know you. Here's a pie. And there was people that rejected the pie. There was people that rejected the, the goodness that they were giving. But then eventually we saw that these same people that were rejecting and rejecting, they came to know Jesus. They had a, a, a small church in their home or a Bible study. They was meeting with these people that were against them. But because of hospitality, because of the love of stranger, they came to know Jesus together. You know, my, my in-laws just moved to Texas, and I thought it was really neat that they went from door to door in their neighborhood offering cookies to people, right? They offered, offered cookies, and, and then what was really neat, just not, well, not just the, the cookies part, they would get to know people, and then they'd write down their names, They'd, get their, they'd write down their names. You know why? Because names are important. And last week, 
in our bulletin, we have this, this chart. And it's in there again, not to make you feel guilty, but it's in there again so you have another copy. Or if you weren't here last week, you have one now. And the idea of this is when we get to know people's names of the people we live closest to, when we get to know their names, then suddenly they're no longer strangers, right? And we can show hospitality more likely to them because we know their names, right? And so if you haven't completed this, I encourage you to complete this this week and be praying for your neighbors. Be praying for the people that you live closest to. So we've seen, we've seen that, that being an intentional neighbor means praying for opportunities to, to love our neighbors. And also then now to offer hospitality, the love of stranger to people, to our neighbors. Now the next two verses in, in 1 Peter 4 go into a little more, well let's just read it. They're, they're longer than the verse 9 for sure. In ver- and so 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11 says this, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen, Paul, Peter says. So in these verses, this, this is like very, very daunting, especially verse 11. Think about this. The very words that you speak will be the very words of God, and the very strength that you have would be the strength that God provides. I think Peter is saying, don't try to figure it out on your own. Rely completely on the Holy Spirit. Rely, like, you need to go love your stranger. Love, it'd be offer hospitality. But don't just try to do it without the Lord. Do it on His strength. And, and say what He wants you to say. That's why I think it's really important and really key. We were talking about last week. Being prayerfully present. I'm usually just not going to say God's words just because I'm just like, hey, I'm just going to say something to my neighbor. But if I'm prayerfully present, even in a conversation with someone, and I'm just asking God to show me what I should say, asking God to, to use me, asking God that I would be a blessing to these people, then he's going to do it. He's going to give me the words to say. He's going to give me opportunities. He's going to have me not just praying for them, but offering hospitality and showing the love of Jesus to them. And it says in verse 10 that, each of, each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others. Think about this. It's a gift. God gives gifts. And we can read all about spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians. But chapter, 14, chapter 12 and 13 and 14, there's lots of ways that we can learn about gifts. But he's saying whatever gift that we have, whatever gift that the Holy Spirit has given you, he's saying that gift we are to use as faithful stewards of God. And we're to, to bless others. We're to serve others with those gifts. So maybe you think hospitality isn't really my gift. Well, we're all called to be hospitable. We're all called to love our neighbors. Some of us, some of you are better 
than some of us, right? We know that. We can, we can probably even point fingers or elbow people. Hey, you're, you're good at this, right? But, but we're all called to do this. And so whatever the gifts we have, whatever the Holy Spirit is blessing believers with those gifts, then we are to serve each other. And we are to be faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. A, a steward is not an owner, right? If someone, if someone is a steward of a, of a gift, that means that they're not in charge. They are just faith, they're, they're called to be faithful managers of that gift. So whatever the gifts that God is giving us, let's use them in a way that's going to bless others. Not saying, this is, this is mine. I can do whatever I want. No, it's, it's God's, God wanting us to do what He wants. Being prayerfully present with people. Our third point today is that we can be intentional showing God's grace to our neighbors. An intentional neighbor is someone that is showing God's grace. That means maybe whatever gift that you have, you're using it to bless others. We're using it in a way that's going to bring glory to God. And whatever strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised. So whatever you are doing, if you're being prayerfully present and you're being, trying to be a blessing and you're offering hospitality and you're praying for people, then we also need to remember to be showing God's grace. Remember, grace is not something that we earned. Grace is something we don't deserve. It is a gift that God gives. And so if God is blessing us with his grace, his salvation, with his mercy, then let's also be faithful in the way that we receive grace and bless other people with that grace. You know, Fred Rogers went to seminary. And when he went to seminary, he thought at the end of seminary that he would, he would be a pastor. That he would be in a church and he would have the opportunity to bless people, to, to preach, to, to, to shepherd people. But before finishing seminary, or right as he was finishing seminary, he had this opportunity instead of going to a church. He had this opportunity to have a TV show with PBS. And he decided, I'm sure he prayerfully was looking for opportunities and being hospital. I'm sure he was looking for a way that he could show God's grace to people, to neighbors specifically. And he said, I went into television because I hated it so. And I thought there, there's some way of using this fabulous instrument to nurture those who would watch and listen. He hated watching TV. He saw that it, even back then, in the, it, was, it was not a good thing that he said. And there's still a lot of really bad things on TV that we shouldn't be watching, that we shouldn't be investing our time in. But he said, I wanted to use this instrument. I wanted to be a blessing to people. I wanted to find a way that we could use this for good. And so he built an entire TV show that was 
over 30 years, over this one simple question, won't you be my neighbor? He invited people to, be, to feel valued, to feel loved, to feel like who they are matters. Uh, Pastor Ryan Paulson said this about Mr. Rogers. He said, it doesn't matter how much, he said, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how much, uh, what kind of language you speak. It doesn't matter what skin color you have. Mr. Rogers made you feel loved. And then he challenged, saying, shouldn't the church be like that? Shouldn't the church make you feel valued and loved? A place where it doesn't matter what you look like, what skin color you are, what, you, what language you speak, how much money you have. All those things don't matter in the sake of eternity. Each person is made in God's image. And we, our job is to, to be a blessing to people. It doesn't matter what their status is, but to show God's grace to our neighbors. Mr. Rogers wanted to help his people, he wanted to help people so much and let them know that they are loved and capable of being loving. He said that the greatest, and we saw this in the video, the greatest thing that we can do to help somebody is to know that they are loved and capable of loving. And that's what he was, that's what he was all about. He wanted people to know that they can be loved and that they, in turn, are capable of loving How do, we have, how, how do we have opportunities using our gifts, using what God has given us to show grace to our neighbors, to show the love of Jesus to them? You know, being an intentional neighbor means that we pray for opportunities. It means that we offer hospitality, the love of stranger to people, and to show God's grace to our neighbors. You know, I think the biggest obstacle with all of this, a lot of times we have the intention, yeah, I should do that. I should love my neighbors. It does say that Jesus does say, love your neighbors yourself. That's a good idea. But the biggest obstacle is time. And this, this book that I've been reading through for this series, it's called The Art of Neighboring. And what they say in, in here about time as they said, and there's a slide for this, but it says, when we say, I don't have time to get to know my neighbor, what we are really saying is, I don't consider getting to know my neighbor as important as everything else I do. Everything else I do is more important because it's in my scheduled time. Well, it's my job. Well, it's the school I go to. Well, it's, I ha I'm in basketball practice. Oh, I'm in this committee. I mean, that, whatever it is. Well, I'm, I'm serving this way and that way. We can make excuses. We can make all kinds of excuses. But it comes down to, if we aren't showing love to the people in our path, then what we're really saying is, my time is more important. It doesn't matter what Jesus says. My time is more important. But I believe that Jesus wants us to be faithful stewards of 
of every gift, including the gift of time. Time is not guaranteed. Time is, I think, it's a gift. Many of us are doing important things, but if you are a follower of Jesus, he said the most, most important things are loving him and loving our neighbor as ourselves. You know, our main idea today is it's hard to accidentally show love to our neighbors. So it takes intention. Let's, let's be intentional in the way that we show love to our neighbors. Let's live in a way that is intentionally showing the love of Jesus to those who Jesus has put in our path. Before I close, I just want to encourage you to to think for a moment about this question. It's on the bottom of your bulletin handout. But how can I intentionally love my neighbors this week? How can I be prayerfully present with them? How can I be praying for opportunities? How can I be offering hospitality? How can I be showing God's grace? But, so I'll just give you, give you a moment to think about this. And also I want to just encourage you to keep working on, their, on your who is my neighbor chart. If you weren't here last week, the idea of this is, is this a chart you figure out if you're kind of the, the people that are closest to you in proximity of your house whether you're in the country or in town, whatever, people that you drive past their house maybe on a regular basis. And then looking at how we can be intentional with them, but it starts with just being prayerful. So this week, be praying for those people and keep learning their names. And by the end of this, this challenge, my, or the end of this sermon series, I'm hoping that we can fill out more names on this chart each week. So take a moment and, and think about those things. Lord Jesus, I pray as we think about our neighbors, as we pray for our neighbors, whether it's people that live near us, whether it's people that we have opportunity to see regularly, whether it's people that you just put in our path, Lord, I pray that we will be people that, that show love, show hospitality, show kindness to them, but not out of the, the kindness that we can just kind of figure out, but out of the way that you give us your love and out of the grace that you've given us that we can then pour into other people. So Jesus, I pray as we, as we pray for our neighbors, as we look for opportunities, that God, you would help us to be bold, to just be friendly, just to say hi, just if we haven't known, met somebody yet, that we would get to know them, at least learn their names. And so, Jesus, I just pray that, that you would be praised, that you would be glorified, that more people would know you, Jesus. And so, God, we just ask you to give us boldness, ask you to give us courage, and to give us the time when we remember to pray, when we remember to, to meet people, when we remember to, to talk to people. And so, Jesus, we just uh, pray a blessing over this congregation as we seek to, to be a light and a blessing of your love to others.
pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.